the Kubalithis Podcast. Welcome to 2024. Welcome to episode number 26. This is Nick Kubalithis, your host, and it is it is great to be with you. I don't even know where this episode is exactly going to go, all right? Because right now I'm recording this. It's 4.14 p.m., January 27th, a Saturday night, and this is no ordinary Saturday night. Uh, I'll tell you in a moment what it is, but I'm glad to be with you. And, you know, I was listening to episode 25. I don't know why I sounded like a surfer in the beginning. Like, bro, this is going to be epic, dude. So I'm just saying I don't know what's going on there, but I want to bring you in to this episode. I don't feel like a surfer this week. I, I feel a little bit revved up. I just got back from the gym. I, I, I love getting to the gym and you get those endorphins going and the blood flowing. And, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to the office because usually on Saturdays, Fridays, I am in the office preparing my sermon. No, it is not a last minute thing. It is, I, I just, I, my heart as a senior pastor in Northern Virginia, my wife and I, we planted a church 13 years ago is to have fresh bread. I don't want to schedule something out. My style's not this way. Other people's are. That's great. My style's not to schedule out my sermons like 10 months in advance. And I just want to be praying and hearing what God is saying in the moment and uh, and just say, God, would you speak? And so that's why a lot of times I'm, I'm just in, in prayer and I'm seeking the Lord and in the word and and, and hearing from God on Saturdays. Anyway, but this is no ordinary Saturday. And I thought I'd come back from the gym and just give you my heart right now, right where I'm at. And I've already started this year off on this podcast a little bit different. I, you know, last one, More God. And I'm still on More God. And uh, so we're finishing this 21-day fast. It's Saturday night. And... And I want to say, why do we fast? We fast because Jesus tells us to fast. Jesus tells us to give. Jesus tells us to pray. Jesus tells us to fast. You can look this up in the book of Matthew chapter 6. And there's no condemnation. There's no legalism. We're not a cult that forced you to do it with us. But it's an invitation as a community to seek after God together. And so this has been, I would say this has been an abnormal fast for the Victory House. Usually... It's like we fast, we, you know, we, we push through it, and, and, and we see God move. But God has been on the move. Aslan's been on the move. God has been on the move since the very beginning of this fast. And, uh, and I would even just say seeing financial miracles, seeing family miracles, hearing people in our church going, there's something different about this fast. I'm excited about this fast. It's doing something in me. Because what, what's a fast do? A fast just kind of rids you of your, yourself. It's, it's, it makes room for God. Well, this is Friday night. And I have this unique perspective. Or this is not Friday. This is Saturday night. And I have this unique perspective um, Pretty much anybody in ministry has a unique perspective, but I have this unique perspective in our church because I remember when there was pretty much no one in our church and what it was like in the very beginning of our church where we didn't know who would be a part of our church. We didn't know where people were going to come from. My wife and I and my mother-in-law and a few others, we came and we planted the church back in 2000. Uh, We moved at the end of 2010 and... We began praying in January of 2011. 
our midweek prayer service. And so I have this unique perspective because in the very beginning, I, I was, you know what, I was 30 years old. I was 30 years old when, when, when God called my wife and I. Um, actually, we both were. We were 30 years old when God called us to plant a church. And now um, we're 43. I'm about to be 44. And um, it, it's just a wild thing. And, and to be here from the beginning and and now there is a people at the Victory House who are hungry for God and hungry for more. We are not a perfect church. We have a lot to learn, a lot to grow, a lot to expand, all the different things. But I remember in the very beginning, in the very beginning, I was probably terrified on Saturday nights. I was terrified going into Sunday mornings um, because I'm that guy that was the reluctant preacher. Not, not that I didn't answer the call. I answered the call when I was 16 to preach, and I've preached since I was 16, but just just fearful and just afraid and, and, and so worried about so many things. And maybe one day I'll, I'll, I'll do an episode on that. Um, but that's where I began. You know, I began in this place of, of just following the Lord, but terrified in following him. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, it was more insecurity and I, and I, and I just needed to grow as a man and, and I needed to grow in who I saw God as. And, and, and I also needed to grow in how I understood God seeing me. And um, I remember uh, so many Sundays I would be in this, we have this little room in, the, in our church. It's in the bottom level back. There's a refrigerator in there. It usually floods and not so much anymore, but for many years it would flood in that room. And we used to have a door in that room with a little window. And on Sunday mornings, I would I would stand on this ledge and look out this little window and I'd watch people drive into the church and I was terrified because I was like, what are pe- people are coming to church here? Where they're coming to hear me preach? This is, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. This is crazy. And that, that was 13 years ago. Uh, in some moments, it feels like it was yesterday. In other moments, it feels, it feels like a lifetime ago, a lifetime ago. <sighs> I think I was freaked out because I didn't want to let God down. I didn't want to let these people down. I felt the gravity and the weight of preaching. But that's where we began. And um, and I was at the gym this afternoon, and, and I sort of think about all this. There's a lot of times of a collage of things going on in my brain and going into Sunday. And I'm not like that anymore because at this point, I, I've grown past that. Thank the Lord. His grace has grown in me. I, I'm... I'm you know, I'm, I'm ready to go. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of man. I'm, um, in a sense, I'm, I'm not afraid of displeasing God in the sense of I'm going to let him down and he's not going to talk to me. That, that's, that's orphan mentality and orphan spirit, um, you know, because he's the good father. And if I do something wrong or if I say something wrong, he's going to come and gently and lovingly correct me. And even if he comes with a heavy hand, it's a heavy hand of love. He won't come to just beat, you know, his son. So I, I get that right now. But I had this thought for a moment. And I think what I'm, I think what I'm most terrified, I don't know if terrified is the right word. I think what I'm most afraid of at the end of this fast is moving too fast. I don't want to move too slow. And this, I'm going to tell you what I mean in a second. I don't want to move too slow. I want to follow the Lord in rhythm with what he's saying and what he's doing. 
I want to follow the Lord in rhythm. And that means not the rhythm of people's expectations, not the rhythm of my own feeling, not the rhythm of, of coffee and caffeine pushing me. I want to follow the Lord in the rhythm of what Paul says to the church in Galatia, keeping in step with the Spirit. And so here's this Saturday night. We're ending our 21-day fast. There's this excitement. Miracles have been happening. God has been moving. And uh, Satan has been raging. People have been, um, you know, just excited. It's all these different emotions going on at once. And, and here I am. And, uh, and, and I think the thing I'm afraid of is that I'm going to move too fast in the sense of I'm not going to wait on God to move. I don't want to show up at church tomorrow and rush through a service just to give vision, just to give, just to give the next thing. It's like, God, I need you to move. I am crying out for you to move, to pour out your spirit in such a fresh way. God, I don't want to live the same way as I did in 2023. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy anymore. I don't want to be the one who I was yesterday. And the things I've been struggling with, and the things that have been stretching me, God, I I want all of those things to glorify you. My struggles, my stretching, my striving, God, I want it to glorify you. And so I want to find that place where I'm in rhythm with God. I'm in rhythm with His Spirit. I don't want to miss him. I don't want to miss him. And I think at this end of this 21-day fast, I feel like God has begun a new work in me. And that work has, it's like this construction site where you got to tear down some things before you build it up. And I feel like there's just some things in my soul that he just wants to tear down so so he can build up. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. I want to say yes to that. Yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel the drawing of the Lord. Uh, what does that feel like? It feels like this desperation cry from the inside going, God, I need more of you. I need more of you. There are so many demands that we have in life. And in those demands, we can forget the invitation and the blessing of our father drawing us in the demands of providing, the demands of, of, of being a dad and a father and a preacher and a, um, in a sense, a community leader. And, you know, and, and we, can, we can feel as if we get overwhelmed and we forget the very essence of why we're even here and we're here to see the glory of God. You know, something has been happening and, I, and I'm, I'm investigating, I'm, I'm Sherlock Holmesing it, but... Um, over the course of this fast, I've heard, I've heard the desperation prayer, the desperation prayer. What is the desperation prayer? See, I believe in a revival. I believe, and I don't mean just a cheap revival where you know everything's revival now, right? But there, there's there's an essence to the word of revival that God takes over. He takes over cities. He takes over nations. He takes over regions. He takes over, and you just don't have enough information to prove me wrong. You just don't, because there's too much history that says God moves this way. But, and this is a generality, but one of the precursors to God moving that way is something I'm going to call the desperation prayer. The desperation prayer. And the desperation prayer is not like any other prayer. It's, It's not liturgical. It's not... 
crafted. It, it's the desperation. And it's not, it's not just loud either. And it's not yelling and it's not, but it's, there's this, there's this spiritual tone to it. And in that spiritual tone, you can hear the desperation of an individual. You know, um, it's like a mother hearing the cry of their child. And when the mother hears the cry of that child, usually that mother will know if that child is hungry, if that child is hurt, if that child just wants attention, right? There, there's a tone to that cry that resonates in the mother's ear. And here's the thing. There, there's a tone many times in our prayers that resonate in the heart of God. I just want to say, I've been hearing that. I, I, I've heard that in the last few weeks. That, I mean, this is like when, you know, in, in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, when winter and everything begins to melt. Why? Because the curse is broken. I've started to hear the prayer of desperation in our region. I don't care if it's just one person or two people or three people or one church or two churches, but there is a cry of desperation that goes beyond reputation. So in the beginning of this church, I just felt like, man, I felt like uh, I'm, I'm afraid I, I'm, I might let God down. I might let these people down. And now I'm like, Lord, I, I'm afraid that I, I'm going to miss this because I'm moving too fast. I hear this desperation cry, God, let me, let me hold on to that. Let me figure that out. Let me keep coming to that. And I heard it. I mean, I'm telling you, I heard the desperation cry. And in some ways, when, when you hear the desperation cry, that prayer, it, it's almost terrifying. It's almost, it's, almost, it's almost a mourning for God, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. It's like a mourning for his presence. It's a mourning for his presence. That's what, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. God said, blessed are those who mourn. Like, blessed are those who are in the process of mourning and grieving, because God's going to answer it. And there's, there's this thing in us, the spirit and the bride cry out to God. And, and many times there's this thing in us that mourns that, that we are not with Jesus. And the spirit is crying out to him, Maranatha, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord, come quickly, Lord. So we're in this fast. And it's a Daniel fast. And, it, and there's all different types of fast, but a Daniel fast. And I always tell our church, you know, maybe, maybe you're going to miss a meal. Maybe you're going to miss, you know, uh, maybe you're going to miss a certain type of food. Maybe you're going to, maybe you're just going to drink water or juices. I don't know. Daniel ate certain foods and didn't eat others. It, it's, it's not necessarily about broadcasting what you're doing. It's, it's saying, God, I, I'm setting aside things that are uh, delicious to me or things that are a priority to me, things that are, uh, are, are important to me. I'm setting those things aside because I want to seek you and put you first. <sighs> and so uh, on this night, because now it's 429, I, I, I'm like, Lord, I just don't want to miss you tomorrow. I, I don't want to miss what you're doing. I don't want to rush it. I don't want to rush it. I don't want our kids to miss it. I don't want our children, our teenagers to miss it, our college students to miss it, our young at hearts, which includes me, to miss it. It's like, God, I don't want to miss what you're going to do. I heard the desperation prayer. That tells me God is moving. It is a sign. It is a sign that God is moving. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you. I'm just telling you. Let me give you a couple of things. I just scribbled these out that I'm reminded of in this fast. Number one, prayer is power. 
prayer is power. And, and not that we're after power, we're after Jesus. But I, I don't mean power just for signs, wonders, and miracles, and that's important. But prayer is power from on high to know him. Prayer is that place where it brings the power, the grace of God in us to he gives us grace to overcome our shortcomings, to overcome our temptations, to overcome our regrets, to overcome the voice of the enemy. Prayer is that place, not prayer itself, but what prayer is. Prayer is communication with God. Prayer is our, our soul and body and mind and spirit crying out to God and God answering it. And I'm reminded that in prayer, that's where we have the power to be what God has called us to be, a good dad, a good husband, a, uh, a, good, a good person. And I don't mean good as in terms of like, just like, oh, that's a, I mean a godly person. A godly person is a good person in the Bible. A godly person. Maybe that's better said, a godly man. And I'm just reminded that prayer, because why? If you're really praying, there's a humility about it saying, God, I can't do this without you. Even right now, God, I can't live this life without you. That's what I'm reminded of. That prayer brings power, power to overcome, power to press through, power to break through, power, power. In this 21-day fast, it reminds me that nothing without God's presence works. You need God's presence to have favor. You need God's presence because in his presence, more than favor is life and life abundantly. That you need God's presence, that his presence is a spring of life. His presence is a river of life. His presence is a well of life. It's a place of where you get to draw from that water and live and live boldly and live, live a, a, the abundant life. This fast is reminding me that I can't live without his presence. I can't live without his presence. It's reminding me, one, that prayer brings power, power to overcome, etc. but it also, I can't live without his presence. His presence. You, and his presence is the one that brings favor. His presence. Number three, I'm reminded that in prayer and in it with his presence is that that we have to go forward through battles, that we're going to be in battles. We know that he's going to win the war, but there is satanic battles that are coming against the church, demonic presence, perversion, Leviathan, you name it, it's coming against the church. Offense, little things, immaturity. You know, Satan loves to, to find the places that are the, the weak places in the armor and attack them. So immature Christians are just, man, wide open for attack. Why? Because immature Christians get offended and stay offended. Immature Christians, um, which there's areas in me that are immature, but immature Christians won't forgive. Immature Christians just get mad. Immature Christians are consumers. Immature Christians are spectators. And that, that's always going to be around. But even when that's, it's like time to go forward. It's time to grow up out of that immaturity. It's time to fight these battles with the power and the presence of God and overcome. And I'm just reminded through this fast, even, even the demonic things that have cropped up, even the words that have been spoken that have been from the evil one, the accuser of the brethren, the one that has no redemption in his voice, the one that has, that has no love in his heart. I'm reminded that Jesus is greater. Jesus is king. Jesus, Jesus renews all things. Jesus is the one. And we have to go forward through these battles. I, I know this is not as clean. I'm just processing this right now because I feel all fired up. 
I, and I, you know, this last one I'm realizing is that it's better just to shut up. It's better just to shut up. There's just so much words that we say, things that we get off our chest, things that we have to tell people, things that we have to get of our opinion. And I'm finding at times that I just need to shut up, shut my mouth and pray, shut my mouth and seek him. Because here's the thing, I've been thinking about this verse. It's not about what I can, it's not about what I can, um, it's not about the power that I can release. It's not about the ability to tear somebody down because I'm powerful or something. No, it's about the ability to walk like Jesus. That's what, that, that's what I'm learning in this fast. There's, there's, a, there's a beatitude that I've been mulling over that I want to just get in my heart, and that's blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the meek. What does that mean? The meek means power under control. Meek is not weak. Meek is like you have your sword, but you keep it in the sheath even when you want to pull it out and cut somebody open. But you don't. This is Jesus standing before Pilate. And Pilate's challenging him. And Jesus is like, I'm going to keep my sword in the sheath. This is what Jesus was like this. He's like, don't you understand? I can call 12 legions of angels. Like I could, I could, I could come down and I could whoop this place. But he doesn't. He's meek. He stayed quiet. And I'm finding that, that our society has taken freedom of speech to say, freedom to say anything, unless you're a Christian. But freedom of speech is not freedom to say anything. Freedom of speech gives us a right under our constitution to not be persecuted by our government. But freedom to say anything is not a right granted if you're a Christian. So this is what I'm learning, all these things. And, and if, I'm going to be, if I'm going to inherit the earth, grab hold of the promise, grab hold of the inheritance, then I have to learn to shut my mouth and be meek. Doesn't mean that I, that, that there might be times where God says speak. There might be kind, times to turn over tables in the temple. There might be times to rebuke. There might be times, but I'll tell you what, there's more times, I believe, where you have to shut your mouth, shut up, keep it closed and process that thing with the Lord. Because if I can come to a place of prayer, then I can find a place of power. If I, if I am with God's presence, then guess what? Th- then I know everything's going to be all right. And if I have those things, I can go forward. But I, I want to inherit the earth. I want to inherit the earth. I want to, I, what does that mean? I want to fulfill what God has called me to fulfill on this planet. I just feel like these are some of the things that are stirring up on me, stirring up, up on me, stirring in me that I'm sharing with you. I, I just, I just want to be who God has called me to be. And so tomorrow we're all going to gather at Harmony Middle School on a Sunday morning. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'll end up preaching. I don't know if I'll end up doing vision. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't want to know, but I, I'm ready Hear me, I'm ready to preach. I'm ready. But it's not about what I can say. It's like if God wants to show up, fine. And if I was in my, if I was, uh, in my prayer closet, so to speak, and prepping my sermon, 
just because he wanted my heart ready, then I'm ready for that. Okay, that's fine. I'll shut up. I don't need to get up there and do my slides and do my points and, oh, that was a great sermon, Pastor. I, I, don't, I don't need to be like, God, if you desire and you want to show up and you want to bring people to repentance and you want to you just drop the Holy Spirit in fire, then yes, Lord, yes, Lord. That's how I feel right now. I feel all stirred up, ready to rock and roll with the Lord. And I don't want to go through this year without the Lord. I desire more of him. I desire more of him. So let's get after it. Thank you so much for listening to the Kupalethis podcast. Please consider supporting us by a donation at thecoopalethispodcast.com. It is a tax-deductible donation. If you would like to write into the show, you can write me at coopalethis at gmail.com. Yes, you got to figure out how to spell that, but share, subscribe. See you next time. Just show up.